Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. All right, welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie Rickey, and today is a special episode because I have invited my parents to join me uh, to talk a little bit about their experience of being the parents of a pastor. Uh, and I think it kind of goes along with um, my very autobiographical preaching in the last few weeks. As you feel like you're getting to know me, this is just another way for you get to, to feel like you know me a little bit better. And you can hear it directly from people who've known me my entire life. Uh, so there's no place for me to hide as we go through this. Um, my mom and I did try to do this uh, interview once already today, but um, as I am learning all of this tech stuff, I didn't record the sound. And so uh, it's a blessing in disguise because it means my dad gets to join us. Um, <laughs> but it is Lucky. just... <laughs> It is a subtle plug for our need for a tech coordinator. <laughs> if you enjoy doing uh, any sort of technology stuff, we are looking for volunteers and for a paid position in technology here at the church. And so that's just a little plug for that. And also another plug for, um, we will be looking to hire a youth person, which is something that I did. And that's kind of how I got started in ministry. And so that's a little bit about um, what's going on in the church. And I'm going to now shift it to uh, visiting with my parents. So, um, Lester and Shirley, thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, both an audio and a video podcast. So there will be people that are joining us just by listening. So you can say hi. <laughs> All right. So why don't we start uh, just really briefly and share a little bit about the two of you. So what, uh, where do you live? What do you do? Kind of your background. Okay, I I grew up in Arlington, still in Arlington. Went to one year college at SBSU. And then I worked as a nurse's aide. Then I got married. And then I had had my kids and my babysat. And then I worked at Home and Health Aid. I'm Very good. Okay. I grew up at Willow Lake, if anybody knows where that is. It's a small town, smaller than Arlington. Thriving metropolis of Willow Lake. <laughs> <laughs> then I went to Denver to trade school. I graduated from trade school, worked out there for a year, and then came back to Arlington to... Uh, well, I can, wanted to go to Sioux Falls, but there wasn't a job there. There was one open here in Arlington. I thought, well, I'll take that until something opens up here. Almost 50 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> it was where you're so, meant to be. Yeah, I met Shirley, and we got married and had our family here. And I was a mechanic for a lot of years. Then I sold fire extinguishers, and then I worked at the care center, and I'm retired. And, and I worked for the city mowing cemetery in the summer. So. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a pretty good recap. That seems right from my memory and <laughs> what I've been told. <laughs> so um, I think one of the things that probably people are interested in knowing is, did you ever imagine that you would have a child who would be a pastor? I didn't. I didn't. My mother really wanted a pastor in the family. 
I wasn't cut out for that. <laughs> so, so you just passed that mantle right on to me. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, so uh, one of the things that I've, I've shared my call story on the podcast before, and part of that call story was um, that I finally accepted my call into ministry um, at church camp, and I came home that day that camp ended to your house, and I, and I told the two of you, you know, I really think I'm called to be a pastor. And your response to me was, it's about time you figured that out. Um, so my question, to, my question to you is, when did you know, which was clearly sooner than I knew, um, that this was going to be my path? Probably when you were in Milbank. You know, then we knew. Every time we heard you speak, like, she, this is what she needs to do. Yeah. Oh, like I told you before, when you... First, made your first sermon in high school at that Easter sunrise service. That was very good. But I, I didn't think you'd go on to do that. But then you went on to college and majored in theology, which I really didn't know what you were going to do with that. <laughs> I wasn't going to be a pastor. That's what I told you. <laughs> We brought it up and you very no, adamantly said, no. I am not going to. So then you went on to seminary and then you're going to go on to teach religion, but you had to get your doctorate and then you decided, that's a lot of money and that's a lot of school, so I'm going to get a job for a while and then maybe come back. And then you got your job and then you... Which I got my job because of dad's job as a fire extinguisher <laughs> salesman. It was dad who actually got me into youth ministry. Yeah. God works in unexpected and mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> I was just happy that he was looking for somebody and, and, uh, you were looking and you were looking, I was just happy for you to get a job. <laughs> you, you were happy for me to move out. I think is what it really was. <laughs> Not necessarily, no. but you were looking for something to do. It just give you something to do anyway. Yeah, no, it was it was a good a good experience for me, and I'm glad that I I got that job and and um, went down that road. Um, one of the questions that that I thought about earlier was, um, so I grew up in the Lutheran Church. That's the church that you you belong to and that you attend. Um, but as we all know, I am a Methodist pastor, and so I was just curious, um, what was that like for you to have to have me kind of switch churches and switch denominations and follow my calling uh, in a different church? And I said it was it was it's okay with us to be a Methodist, and you started going to Methodist church as a teenager because the Lutheran church didn't have anything for that youth at that time and the Methodist Church did and you liked you liked it over there really well. You liked the minister and then then actually you didn't know what you were going to do when you you went to Baptist College and then you went to the non-denominational seminaries. So you did, still didn't have a church until you actually went back to the 
you get new factory job at a Methodist church. And then they kind of lean that way. And that fine was a fine. It is. I told you this, it just don't, don't, like you were going to Methodist church when you were still in high school yet. I said, don't, just don't leave the Lutheran church yet until you're a little older and you're, you know, for sure what you want. So that was the only thing I, I said, you know, uh, I'd rather have you go to the Methodist church than North church. Yeah. Well, I do remember, I'm glad. I do remember you both saying that to sitting me down and saying, you know, don't join a church for a pastor. You know, uh, you yeah. need to make sure that it's that you're not leaving a church just because of one thing you don't like or, um, you know, and I remember very specifically, don't join a church just for the pastor. And and I don't know how wise, I mean, that was super wise when you, especially considering Methodists, since our, we move around all the time. You know, if you join a church for the pastor, the pastor might not be there three years in, down the road. You know, that's yeah. how our system is. But I thought that was really wise. And even as I've grown up, that's been something that's really stuck with me is, um, and I think that's why for so long I didn't join any other churches, because I was like, I'm, I want to find what, makes sense to me so you have been very supportive so as a kid there was nothing that made you say this girl's destined destined for the pulpit i wasn't yep. you know holier than all the other kids <laughs> no i can't even say that without laughing because i know how much that's not true <laughs> well you were ornery I'm a little stubborn, but you know. <laughs> so this uh, this week, uh, we've been preaching. I've been preaching in James for the month of September, and this week, I, we were talking about the power of the tongue, and I was sharing um, kind of my own journey with trying to tame my tongue, and uh, you know, shared a little bit about my <laughs> that I had a bit of a sharp tongue growing up. Uh, would you agree with that? <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that. Oh my pretty dad does. Oh yeah. <laughs> I my my argument is I mean, I talked a little bit about how it was a bit of an insecurity for me because I just didn't know that people would like me, but I also think there is a very real part of it. Uh, is that my brother is so much older and bigger than me that I learned early on to fight using my words because <laughs> I had no, no chance to physically defend myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, my brother is seven years older than me, and he's six foot three, and so and he graduated high school when I was in fifth grade. So you can imagine growing up in the same house. He was always at least double my size. Um, so he used to play a game with me called bulldozer where I would lay on the floor and he would just roll over on top of me and just <laughs> and then just get stuck and then I couldn't breathe and that was that was the kind of fun games that we had. Uh, I should maybe have him on the podcast at some point so he can defend himself. <laughs> but but I mean I think all of that kind of goes and I just got to be very um, defensive with my words and and I knew how to kind of cut people and and because 
I don't know. That's just what I, that's what I did. Um, and then dad, do you remember that car and those bumper stickers that I used in the sermon? Well, I remember the car, but I don't remember the bumper sticker. No. <laughs> no. Well, I, I guess in, in a way that relieves me. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you probably weren't super proud of me driving around with the, that one bumper sticker in particular. <laughs> Well, no, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. <laughs> but, yeah. I just remember you out there helping me change the front fender on the car. <laughs> yes, yeah. Little, a little uh, fender bender outside of Taco John's <laughs> caused that one. Uh, but that's yeah. not what we, we don't need to go into that today. That's, that's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, you know, it is important because um, I think there has been a journey in how I use my words. And I do think I, I have tried over the years to be very mindful um, of what I say and um that I'm trying to encourage people rather than always having a comment for every single thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The same gift that your sister and my mother had. Like to talk a lot and uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Not so much me, but. What you're not saying that you you don't like to talk a lot? No. <laughs> I'm laughing because there's a joke within our family that my dad cannot leave any place and it takes him half an hour to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> hey, I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, walk off to the car and just talk for another half an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, again, it goes to how we communicate with one another. And and I think, yeah. you know, growing up, having that, uh, you know, it matters to give that time and attention to people and to hear what they have to say and to respond to that genuinely. And, you know, I think that's another way that we can use our words uh, to build people up and to build relationships up. Um, you know, because Dad, I I do remember growing up like you. You could strike up a conversation with anybody. You know, we'd be in Walmart and you'd be having a conversation with someone in the line. And do you know that person? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the mark of someone who can who can use their words to build relationship and build you know camaraderie and understanding even with people you don't know. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that's another side of it that I that I didn't really talk about, but I think part of it is I don't do that as naturally as you do. <laughs> oh, well, I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Well, maybe I fake it. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that I talk to as many people in Walmart as you do, Dad, but that's not a... <laughs> but I probably knew most of them. <laughs> Um, what do you, I mean, you've been kind of following along since the pandemic, you know, having our sermons and stuff online has been a great way for, uh, kind of the family to get to tune in, to hear me preach and, uh, when they want to. And, 
what has been your take on the book of James as we've been going through it? I guess I've not studied probably as much as I should have and really didn't know all these things that talking about. So it was quite interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James, like I, he tells it like it is. You don't have to have to study it to what he's saying because he says what he's saying. He just says it. Yeah. Uh, during the service this week, we use Mentimeter to kind of have people type in what they thought of the book of James. Like, what is one word and blunt was one of the more popular answers yeah. um, and, yeah. and convicting uh, because because he says it, he says exactly what he means. There's kind of no wiggle room to be like, well, maybe he meant that or maybe he meant that. Um, yeah. 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 No, he what he says is what he means. And 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 it's for me, it's been really convicting on the is am, are the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm saying reflect what I say that I believe. Um, and that's for me, that's been, I think why I've, I keep preaching my own story, because that's what is going through my head all the time with James is, am I doing what James says I should be doing? And then, uh, you know, hopefully I do see progress in that. And hopefully you as my parents see that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we really enjoy watching you. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, we might be prejudiced. (laughs) You might be biased, but, you know. Well, one one of the other things that Mom and I were talking about earlier with the book of James, and especially about uh, what we say, is how, um, you know, thinking about, you know, your kids kind of take and take on the stuff that you do naturally. And so right now I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and my three-year-old repeats everything that we say. Like he's in that stage now of uh, picking up new words all the time. And so now Jason and I are very, not that we weren't careful before, but we've just noticed that the things that we tend to say, he says. Um, yeah. And and how, and I think it applies more broadly, but you can really see it in, in your kids and the things that you pick up um just because you're there you know you know i think of um one of the things that 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 has come strongly through mom's side of the family we kind of mentioned it uh something that your mom used to say that you say now and then that i find myself saying oh for pete's sake You know, it's not a bad thing, but it's something that it just comes out and it comes out, you know, I, without me even really thinking about it. It's just natural for me to to say it because that's what I heard said and that's what you heard said. And yeah, you grew up with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's true that, you know, especially in our households and in our families, like we pass on things that we do and say without even really realizing it. And. And it's not until like I leave that I, I start to notice like the things that I do because you you two did them. Um, you know, it's not until I Jason doesn't do it and then why why aren't you doing it that way? <laughs> you know? 
because his folks didn't do it that way. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think that's part of the reason why it's, it's so important that what we say and what we do reflect what we believe because, um, other people pick up on it and especially, especially our kids, but so I don't know, maybe my, my snarkiness came from the two of you. It might have. Dad is not going to own that whatsoever. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't me. I used to be very sarcastic, but I I kept over that. See, and I remember Mom always being pretty quiet. And so, you know. I am pretty quiet. Well, with her sisters, she didn't have any choice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't much room to talk. Talked all the time. My mom had two has two older sisters and a younger brother, and the two older sisters in particular, they like to they like to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were destined to be able to like to talk. <laughs> got it from both sides of the family yeah it's just natural (laughs) (laughs) so um i don't know is there anything else that you think this church needs to know about me so that they feel like they can know and trust their pastor this is this is going to be their opportunity to 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 hear it straight from those who know me best oh well the one thing, if Katie, if Katie tells you something, she believes it. That's what she believes, and you can pretty much put it in the bank, you know? No, that's true. I think they're pretty lucky. I'm sure they'll, they'll feel that way after they get to know you. Well, hopefully this goes a little bit further in doing that and yeah <laughs> hopefully and when you guys come down again you guys did come and worship once in our outdoor service um, but mm-hmm. hopefully you'll be able to come down again sometime and join us for worship again and then people will know who you are well oh. so, sort of uh-huh. with the mask on it's a little harder so yeah, yeah. But, well someday the mask will be gone then they'll know yeah that's true that's true well, thank you so much for joining me for what's going on. And I hope that you enjoyed this special episode and getting to hear a little bit about um, life as the parent of a pastor. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, I said that right. I don't know why that's yeah. such a strange sounding phrase. <laughs> but but that's what you are. You guys pass, you parented a pastor and you didn't you didn't even know it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you both and thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Sundays at 8.30 or 11, either in person in our sanctuary with our safety protocols in place or online on our website at www.firstumcyankton.org.